Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the EPL Roundtable. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries, and as always, if you'd like to reach us at the podcast, you can do so by tweeting us at EPL Roundtable or emailing us at EPLRoundtable at gmail.com. All right, this is our first end-of-season review. Uh, we're here with uh, Joshi, who you may know uh, from appearances on our show, on Full-Time Devils, and also on Twitter, at Doc underscore Joshi. Uh, we're going to be talking all things Manchester United, kind of, because you do still have a match left to play. Um, <laughs> but we could touch on that yeah. a little bit. Uh, but clearly, the Premier League has not been Manchester United's aim for about the past month now. Uh, how did you feel on the season on the whole, and is it dampened a little bit by the way it's finished? Um, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, and yeah, I think you're, you're probably you hit the nail on the head right there in the sense that the league season. I think the league should always be the priority, and it's been a bit of it's been a disappointment. We've sort of almost been we've almost been challengers, and then it was like almost in the top four, and then it was oh well, give up on it really. Because it, we just every single time we had an opportunity, like Liverpool lost, Arsenal lost, Chelsea lost, or well, well, not Chelsea, City lost, or the you know, or and we beat Chelsea. You know, all of those times it always felt you you we could have if we'd have won our game would have been you know starting a bit of a a run or a bit of momentum. And within that sort of long unbeaten run that we went on, probably it was one of the most depressing. <laughs> unbeaten runs that I've seen um, every single time we had an opportunity to really press home and put some pressure on you'd see us drawing a game at home and it was usually at home and it was usually like 1-1 or 0-0 and that was the most frustrating thing because the team has been so close at times to absolutely battering other other teams and yet it's ended up 0-0 and I know it, it, it sounds a bit strange to say that, but it, the finishing has been, or the poor finishing has been the hallmark of our season. Um, and, you know, there hasn't really been goals in this side all year. And that's nothing to do with the system. Um, uh, it's to do with the finishing. The finishing has been just awful. Even Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who scored 28 goals for us before he got injured, he had matches which he could have won. Um, uh, just on his own but he where he didn't his finishing was just completely off so it's been a disappointing season in the league no matter what anyone says and even if we had you know we have sort of given up in the last month um which i thought was a bit disappointing i guess you have to once you get to the stage where you're kind of going right it's no longer in our hands we've got to play arsenal we've got to play chelsea we've got to play city um you sort of go all right fine you can see why Jose decided to focus on the Europa League but at the same time we should never have been in that situation where that needed to be a, a discussion we sh- there were so many opportunities throughout the season 
um, to have sort of closed that gap and secured fourth place well in advance of, of this month. I'm not saying that it's, it's sort of a, a right Manchester United has a rightful place in that top four spot. But just the every single time we had an opportunity to sort of just close that gap or get in the top four and stay there, we just drew at home. That was mm. that was like the, the most, and it was always at home against a side where you would expect to be, and it would always be a match where you're just all over them, and we hit the post, and or we hit we shoot straight at the keeper. So yeah, it, it the league season has been disappointing for sure, even with all the caveats that come around it. Yeah. Did you end up leading the league in draws? I don't have the table in front of me, but i got to imagine you did. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Um, there were a lot a lot of draws. Uh, definitely at home. Definitely at home. Mm. Yeah, that must have been uh, very frustrating throughout the year. And because of that, um, not to invite too harsh a comparison, but you have won a trophy already this season. Um, which is something 19 other teams can't claim. Oh, I suppose the title as of t- literally today for Chelsea. But um, some analogies have been drawn to Louis van Gaal's stint at Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that is a harsh comparison on Mourinho, or do you think that parts of it, especially some of the draws and some of the uh, lack of scoring, do parallel I think, some? I think I can see why people are making that comparison. And remember, our season isn't over yet, so there's still a second trophy right. up for grabs and the the good thing about that Euro, European trophy is now I think is it since last season yeah. um, the Champions League is is also a, a reward for winning the Europa League so it's a completely different kettle of fish than it was say five years ago when yeah it was still a, it was a great achievement but there was no extra sort of bonus in, in sort of that you know Champions League spot so we still have that and it's annoying to say this but the success of this whole season will um, right on that. That being said, whilst I can see the comparisons to Louis van Gaal and the, the number of draws and sort of um, really poor score lines, uh, I can, as a United fan watching week in, week out, that I have seen the difference between the sides. So with van Gaal, it was always pedestrian, always sort of um, slow paced, patient build up, etc. Whilst with under Mourinho, a lot of these home draws, aside from the last month, we have been the better side. We've completely had these um, teams under the cosh, but are finishing for whatever reason. And I'm not a, I'm not a coach. I'm not a, a, a you know, I, I don't have the inside knowledge, and I don't know whether you can actually coach someone that much to be a better finisher, other than to say you're putting it straight at the keeper. You know, it's it's difficult and. A lot of people say, "Oh, it's it's been unlucky," and I would say, in some circumstances, it is. It, it, it is. So, if you've got a situation, like I remember, Pogba had a couple where he was he it was an instinctive header or an instinctive flick, and it would come off the post. Instinctive stuff like that, you, where you're just sort of you know making that sudden movement to get the ball in, try and get the ball in the goal's direction. You can say that's a little bit unlucky that it didn't go in. It was a great effort, but when it's over the course of a full season, and you've got players like Mkhitaryan, Mata, Martial, Rashford, Zlatan, um, Pogba, I've already mentioned, Herrera, missing ridiculous chances. Like we're talking from two, three yards out, all of them have done that. Um, and, you know, ac- across the whole season, you've got to say there's an inherent problem there. You can't have a whole season of luck. 
and whether that's because it's it's the fear of missing so they're trying too hard to have it on target so they're not actually going for the corners you know i don't know it, it, but it became it has been a pattern of our play through the whole year in in that the finishing even in matches where we've won comfortably will have missed 10 other ridiculous chances so you know the comparisons with van hal are understandable but i would say the anyone who's watched us week in week out for the last two seasons and that's only really likely going to be a united fan there has been definite progress and the thing about jose Mourinho is all of his signings have shown what they can do and um or and three of the four are sort of long-term signings obviously Zlatan is a short-term one so you can see there's a pattern in there in the in the types of players so it's only three players that he's brought in in terms of shaping the side and then he's got a few other players that he's coached who are a lot better like Rojo he's obviously a player that he likes um Damian's solid defensively he likes him Valencia has become one of the best right backs in the league if not Europe so you know he's had an impact on them Herrera's become a brilliant box-to-box player so you can see his effect on these players so I can see the the progress um, whilst I do understand the comparisons but I still don't think this is his side as yet as well you know I know Conte has come in and done the business but Jose Mourinho has a certain way of doing things so I'm I'm willing to sort of give him that leeway and especially if he win if we win the Europa League on Wednesday or Thursday um, then it's a no-brainer it's been a successful season Champions League next year then it's all down to the transfer market Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Yeah, obviously for people that don't know, that is a huge match for Manchester United for many reasons, but also part of a contract stipulation with Adidas. Um, If you somehow did not win that match. That could be a huge financial issue in the transfer window. Um, but uh, you mentioned your signings last season. Um, mm. I think the most surprising one, first of all, Pogba was a central midfielder. And the fact that everybody expected him to score 20 goals was always <laughs> crazy unrealistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the one that was more interesting to me was how Mkhitaryan was used and sometimes not used. Next season, would you expect that to project to him being like a 34-plus match week starter or do you think we're going to keep seeing this kind of pseudo rotation with him uh, you know the thing with Mkhitaryan I've been extreme when he's good he's almost unplayable but when he's bad 
he may as well not be on the pitch. And I think he's had that kind of a season. And that might be due to the fact that he's been in and out of the side. Um, I'm not sure what his character is like, but or, or it might just be that's the kind of player he is. But he he also took a bit of time to settle at Dortmund. Um, he had that first season where he wasn't really on it. And it might be that he's that kind of a guy. And there are instances of a lot of players who come to England. And that first year is actually a year of acclimatization. Um, because they're just not used to the pace, this sort of end-to-end stuff that you get, um, and the and the and it's slight, it is slightly more physical than other leagues, and the, it is less technical. Let's be honest. Um, so I'm not saying it's the best league in the world, but it is certainly a different type of football to La Liga, to Germany, to Italy, and and those three other leagues have their own sort of way they do things, um, and obviously have been successful in in the in Europe in recent years. But I would say that he he needs to do he he looks like the kind of player that needs to have a run of games, I think. Um, but certainly has the talent. He's also in double figures for goals this season, which I was quite impressed with, given that he's been in and out of the side. And at the beginning, it was you know quite widely publicised that he he Mourinho was not happy with his contribution or, or whatever, and and um, he's come back into the team and most of the time has been one of our better players and in some matches has been our best player he's won he scored some spectacular goals i think he won goal of you manchester united goal of the month three or four, or four seasons of uh, four months in a row and matt hummels sort of was t- uh, tweeting him sort of <laughs> every month going oh you again so you know he has got that quality and i think next year he needs that run in the side but i think it will depend entirely on the other players that Jose Mourinho brings in around him and behind him so and as we've seen this year Jose is afraid to rotate and drop and and play other uh, you know other players ahead of the big boys yeah uh, it's it'll definitely be interesting to see how that works out um as for other positions on the pitch obviously Manchester United are not going to spend zero pounds (laughs) this summer so just curious as to where you think uh, Jose Mourinho will strengthen the squad um, I expect us to be highly active in the in the summer. Um, that you know, you could go through every single position, and there's an argument to have to have a new player there. <laughs> so obviously, in in goal, De Gea, there's all the talk about whether he will go or not. And personally, I think he's he's on his way. I know that Jose Mourinho and Manchester United as a club would be desperate for him to stay. But these days, if a player wants to leave, and you know, there's not really much you can do about it, We're even with the contract. So it'll, the focus will probably be on getting as big a fee as possible. And there's been talk of around 90 million euros for him. And I would say that's fair. He's based, he, in terms of goalkeeping, he is, we're you know, watching one of the great goalkeepers, I think, of all time, eventually. Once he retires, we'll be saying that. Um, and it's kind of it, it smells of that Ronaldo transfer to Real Madrid, where everyone knew watching him, yeah, this is one of the best players in the world right now, and he could go on to be one of the greatest of all time. And I, I have the same feeling about De Gea. So there's going to be an issue around that and who we bring in. And if he leaves, obviously we have. I think uh, Jose Mourinho will go out and bring someone in. I don't think he'll have Romero as number one. Although he did say. Um, Joel Pereira is someone that he rates very highly. So there's all of that as well. So Joel Pereira is our um, reserve team keeper. He played today, who's he's Portuguese, and he's had he's extremely highly rated um, by a lot of people. So that it might be that he 
plays Romero as a number one and Joel Pereira gets 15, 20 games next season in the Cups and then sort of transitions in, I don't know. I'd be surprised if Jose Mourinho did that. Um, let's assume though that De Gea stays because that's a difficult one to talk through. But um, if, from, if he does, then you've got, I definitely think we need a centre-back alongside Eric Bay. Um, there's been talk of Marquinhos from um, PSG, PSG yeah. uh, Rafael Varane from Real Madrid. Um, so the, the basically the types of players that we've been linked with have been sort of that youngish, not sort of youth, but they've got ex- good big big time experience under their belt. But they're that sort of intelligent ball playing type central defender to go alongside Eric Bailly, who's that physical, strong, loves getting stuck in type central defender. So I think that seems to be a, a, a target. The left back position is up in the air. Luke Shaw has had a a terrible season, not in terms of his performances. I think he's been all right when he's played, but he just hasn't played that much. And then he got injured again. So Jose Mourinho might cut his losses there. So there's a left back um, on the cards. I think Michael Carrick is pretty much, he might get an extension to his contract, but I think he's coming to the end of his tenure. He's he's not going to be as effective. So you need someone to come in. We lost Schweinsteiger and Schneiderlin. And when Pogba doesn't play, we have a real issue in central midfield. So I think he'll want to bring in a, a physical player to come in. And I would, I quite like Monaco's Fabinho. He's been linked. Um, the Monaco's Bakayoko has been linked. So that seems to be the type of player that he wants to bring in. That sort of who are you know that core strength through the middle of the, the spine of the team. And then up top, you've got Zlatan, who's <laughs> he's injured. We don't know whether he's going to recover. And even if he does recover, is he going to get a contract? Griezmann has been uh, a targ- uh, mentioned up there. Bellotti mentioned. Um, there's basically a lot of work to be done. But one thing Jose Mourinho has been good at on the whole throughout his career is uh, signing players to fit into his system around the players that he currently has. So, you know, I think he will bring in for sure a centre-back, definitely a midfielder and definitely an attacker. Then around that, you've got, um, I think, potentially a left-back. He may be forced to go out and get a goalkeeper and he may bring in another attacker as well because Rooney might be, well, I hope he's off (laughs) in the summer. Hopefully we've seen his last game in a United shirt today. Did did it feel Uh, that way with today's match? Um, well, Jose Mourinho actually intimated that he wouldn't start before the game, but then he did start and was captain. Um, I didn't actually see the the lap of honour, actually. That would have been something to keep an eye out on, mm. because over the years, I remember when David Beckham left, when Cristiano Ronaldo left, there was that air of, that, you know, they're saying, they're, they're saying their goodbyes as opposed to see you next season. Um, but you could read into these things. So I, maybe someone had a look at De Gea and he said, but I haven't seen anything in, in on Twitter that was, you know, overly sort of reading into these things. But um, I think it, the whole season has felt like it's um, Rooney's last season. And then over the last few weeks when he's been in the side, it's felt like his, you know, his, his farewell tour, as it were. So, you know, I think he's pretty much done. And even though he said he wants to stay at United, he, there's no place for him in the side. He's he's not good enough anymore. Um, it doesn't mean he's completely done. He's not good enough at the top level. And he could do a job for, for someone else. I, would, I wouldn't want to say who, but he could do a job, mm. a really good job for a, 
I don't know, like a mid-table side Everton? in the Premier League. Uh, you know what? Uh, Everton obviously seems like a, a natural destination for him, but they seem to be a club on the on the up. Do you know what I mean? With young players trying seem... to build for the future. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and and whilst Lukaku will almost certainly well be a, a target for a lot of teams, they wouldn't. I don't know that the club is has the feeling of a club that needs to then accommodate an aging star you know it it doesn't yeah. quite even though everton is his home hometown club and where he came from it doesn't to me in terms of the actual the project, team maybe. it doesn't yeah exactly and mm-hmm. i don't know that ronald kuman would necessarily want it but i don't know the ins and outs and i haven't really looked into it if he goes there i'm sure there's a sort of place for him but they they seem like they've got a lot of young players, a few old heads, um, and actually I would say it's in defence that they need to be spending money um, because of the age the age of their centre backs. So. Yeah, Williams and Jagielka are no spring chickens, to be sure. Yeah, um, exactly. And do you want to be spending your budget on Rooney? That's the thing. Right, where you're already trying to get younger as a squad, and then that would be adding another aging player. It definitely exactly. uh, is a good point by you. Um, I guess kind of the the last thing is a, a way too early thought about 2017-18 because that's what's up next. Well, actually not because you do have your uh, your yeah. league final. But yeah, um, what do you think the objectives will be for Manchester United next season? Because you know we thought under Van Gaal that top four wasn't always good enough. This has obviously been a quote unquote worst season again, depending on what happens in that match. But but what do you think the aim will be next year? Will it be title or will it just be well, reestablish top what, four and go from there? No, I think whatever happens on in the Europa League final, the league a league title challenge has to be the number one priority, no matter what happens, because the, he has spent a lot of money and this squad has been built by three different managers, and if you include the residual of Ferguson, that's four. So it's not a coherent squad in a coherent sort of image of a of a coach or whatever. But with the amount of money spent, the the resources at the club, this is you know, and 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 undoubtedly we're gonna spend another hundred and hundred and fifty million over the summer probably. And we're talking we shouldn't be talking about oh we'll cement top four this year and then build from there it should be right we need to challenge for the title and i'm not saying i will only accept us winning the premier league as a satisfactory outcome but because you know obviously there are other clubs in the league that are going to be doing their thing but i think to have if we had another season like this one where we're on the fringes of the top four and we're missing out on opportunities that is not going to be good enough um so it has to be uh, at the type of season where we're challenging for the title it might be in the end that yeah we just haven't quite got that quality in the final um stretches of the season and we don't make it but if it's not a solid um title challenge then you have to say there's there's been some mistakes made in terms of whatever it might be but i think if we win the europa league then you're going into the summer with that momentum and you're probably going to attract a different caliber of player to a certain extent. And Manchester United is a kind of club that can attract top players regardless, as we, as evidenced by Paul Pogba signing for us last summer. But there will be some players who will look at the Champions League and say that I have to be in that. And from what, I, from what you read in, in, in the papers and, and reports, Antoine Griezmann is like, well, I want to be in the Champions League. If the club isn't in the Champions League, then I don't want to be there. Um, so then that is obviously a player that 
we would we're apparent you know apparently interested in and if we're not in the champions league and he doesn't come then that might, will probably be the reason so it's a big um big game for us obviously uh but it doesn't change our priorities for next year because even if we win it the league is still the priority the league is where we what we want to be winning um obviously we'll be in the champions league as well if we win it and that'll then be a another another priority but the league is always number one for me so no matter what happens next season there has to be a concerted challenge and the the level of football has to be on another level it has to be raised as well now um because there's only so many excuses you can give as a manager um and there's only so much patience that a set of fans will have and i think manchester united fans are pretty patient i mean you have to look at how long David Moyes <laughs> was there and how long Louis van Gaal lasted. And so, you know, I think, I think Jose Mourinho, I'm not calling for Jose Mourinho's head at all. I'm a massive fan of his, but I think there's as a group of fans, there's always that sort of, you know, that threshold that then suddenly it becomes now nah, this, this is just not working. And then, you know, things start to spiral, yeah. but yeah, title challenge, I think has to be the, the priority. Fair enough. Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, just, you know, midway through this show realized it would have been more comprehensive if we'd been able to wait until after the final, but, um, yeah. very, very glad to speak with you today. Is there anything you'd like to plug or tell people where to find you in the off season? Um, yeah, find me on Twitter, doc underscore Joshi. I, I'll be on full-time devils, probably on a few preview shows and maybe some review shows for the Europa League final. Um, and this podcast at some stage, and there are other podcasts I'm on. But if you find me on Twitter, that's where um, you can see what I'm up to. I also do some writing for uh, various football-related uh, magazines and health-related stuff, technology-related stuff. So there's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, just check out my Twitter. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your contributions all season, uh, also for today, and best of luck midweek. Thank you very much. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.